With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppett, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together, and just to get us started, I'll go first. And today, I'm going first with my very good friend, Katie Duckett, and we are doing one of our good old favorites episodes because this week is my birthday. So we thought it would be fun to talk about some of the things we've been reading and using and enjoying and it's just kind of a a fun chit chatty episode where we talk about a lot of different topics especially silly things like paint by number and some fun things like that so I hope you really enjoy this episode but before we get there I also wanted to mention that if you're not signed up for my newsletter at mckenziecoppa.substack.com now is the time to do it I just released a very special announcement this week in that newsletter about an opportunity for people who are wanting to get a handle on their organization if they're feeling overwhelmed by life. I've got a really fun program coming up for just a select few women. You can find out all of the information in that newsletter, so be sure to head over there. You can view all of the past newsletters once you get in there, and you can also get all future content, which, you know, it's just fun to stay in touch and be able to chat with other people people who are also Live Well Anyway fans and followers because you guys can all chat back and forth in the comments, which is a good time. And it's a great way to be able to stay on top of everything that is coming out with Live Well Anyway. Okay, for right now, let's get on with this episode with Katie Deckett and me just talking about our favorite things for my birthday. Hello, Katie. Hello. It's my birthday week. Yay! I don't know how I'm feeling about it, considering I had my last, my first hot flash last week. <laughs> I'm not so like I'm. What? Wait. Hold on. Just, just give me like two more years. Can I just, just get two more years? Yeah, I'm that's rough. Not into it. So, mm-hmm. obviously, of course, I'm going to have to spend some time deep diving how to fix that. Um, but that is not what this episode is about. (laughs) We're going to try to talk about happy things and fun things and some of our favorites and things we've been doing and watching and reading and using and whatever lately. Um, so yeah, it's one of those good old favorites episodes. Yeah. Now I want to start with something that I'm holding oh. in my hand right here that you introduced me to the toasted vanilla oat milk oh. drink is really fun from Starbucks. Yes. Yes. From Starbucks. It's really fun. They've, they've really done it well and it's, it is a treat. Yeah. I was like a little leery. I don't know. I get freaked out about trying new things and especially when it's like a Starbucks drink, you're putting down a good amount of money. <laughs> Yeah. It was almost six bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want it to be bad. And so I was like, Oh, do I go for it? But I've been having more trouble with dairy lately. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to give it a whirl. And I actually really liked it. I thought it was like light and refreshing. I think they use some, um, blonde coffee in it. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, I just thought it was really nice and like a nice cold summer drink for summer totally well it's a new favorite this is just my first one but I really enjoy it good I'm so glad (laughs) and you don't usually get coffee with sweetener no I don't usually I just like iced americano with just a hint of cream yeah and and I don't like my coffee sweet but this so that's why it feels even more like a treat or a departure yeah for sure it's definitely not 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 sweet but it's also not too heavy like it's not you're not slurping it down like you're 
drinking the syrup out of the jar, which some of those I feel like they're so sweet, but this one's just like a nice I amount. Agree. Yeah, I agree. So I just yeah. had to start with that because I'm looking at it and it's a new favorite. Good. I know you, you just reminded me I'll get a free coffee next week for my birthday. Oh, you will. <laughs> so, yay. Oh, you <laughs> will. <laughs> I'm very looking forward to that. I mean, I already went to Sephora and got my Oh, you my did. birthday treat from there and like, yep. So slowly taking advantage of all the birthday treats. It is kind of nice. Those it are is. some perks. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, you want me to give you my phone number so that I can get free things? Yep. I'll do it. <laughs> Here you go. I don't yeah. care that my, my spam call count has gone like through the roof lately. It's worth oh. it. <laughs> Okay. So I feel like I have a little bit different, uh, jog on things than what we've done in previous favorites episodes, because I've been having like some different things in my life or different ways that I've been spending my time that don't, we don't normally talk about. So one of the big things this year has been creativity. So did you say you were reading Shauna Nyquist? Nyquist, yes. Nyquist. I don't want to mispronounce yeah. that. She even talks about it in the book. Don't mispronounce her name. It's Nyquist. And how do you say it? Nyquist. Nyquist. Because okay. it's the opposite of what it looks like. Okay. Yeah. She has a whole essay about it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I thought you'd hit on this the other day. And one of the most impactful things from her book for me, there were so many things that I loved about it, but was how she talked about putting yourself in the way of inspiration. and like creativity and even how she started painting and all that kind of thing. And that, I mean, goes back for me, even to when I read hooked by Sutton Foster in December. And I started really thinking more about wanting to be more creative and pursue those things. Again, I even did a whole podcast episode about creativity and how to start like putting more of it into your life. But in the, this last month or so, I, got a art journaling class that was like a, what did she call it? Like a sketchbook. No, it wasn't sketchbook. It was like an art painting class, like for a journal. So it's really not meant to be something you're going to put up on the wall or something you're going to turn into a business and start selling, which I really, you know, as I think we've covered before, I have to, you've got to tell yourself that over and over. And so, but there's something about putting it in a journal where it's like, this is really just for me and it doesn't have to be perfect. And I can just like put paint on the page. And she even has like a whole module in her course. It's Susan Allard, I believe is her name. We'll have the link in the show notes, but she, she has this whole module that's about like, when your painting gets ugly, what do you do? (laughs) She like works you through how she just keeps putting on more and more layers until it starts looking better again. (laughs) And like, you could take something that looks like absolute garbage. And the more you mess with it and the more paint you put on, you're going to eventually get it back to something that you like. And so I just like, I love that she allows you to personalize it in that way. And she gives you a lot of great inspiration and just fun ideas and thoughts about color. And I've done a lot of it with my girls and they've really liked it. And she kind of has like a soothing way about the way that she talks. And so we'll even like watch the course while we're painting. And I didn't even, cause my first inclination is always like, oh, well, I need all the things now. I need to go buy paints and brushes and you know, all this stuff. But I really held myself back. And I was like, I have all of these craft acrylics and I know these are not high quality. And they are not what she's talking about on there, but I have them. So why don't we just use them? And if it turns, yeah, if it turns out like garbage, then okay, fine. Like maybe we'll have to invest in more stuff along the way. But when I really started pulling stuff out of my craft cupboard and was like, oh, I really do have like some different mediums and paints and pens and brushes and stuff that we can work with. It's been totally sufficient for what we are doing. And we've had a lot of fun doing it. And it's just been just kind of like a nice relaxing thing to be able to do like at the end of the day or on the weekend and then like building off of that. So I've been doing that, which is more like you got to kind of come up with it yourself, but then 
I also recently got a paint by number, which I know sounds weird. Like you just think about that for kids and I wasn't super sure about it either, but one day shell texted me and she had done this paint by number number that she had gotten for her daughter, Lucy. And she was like, well, she got it for Christmas. And then it just went in her closet. I think it was like too detailed for her to want to mess with. So I decided that I wanted to do it and she finished it and she had so much fun doing it. She sent me a picture of it. And so we started like sending each other all these ones we were finding on Amazon and everything. And I happened to go to target and they have this whole new crafting line at target called Mondo Llama. And they had this really big paint by number. It's like 16 by 20. And I was like, well, that's a decent size. And it's got like these wooden bars that you attach to the top and the bottom. And it's got like this string to be able to hang it on and stuff. So you could actually like put it up and it was peonies. And I was like, well, that's my favorite flower. And this could be fun to just kind of mess with. And it has been, I will tell you, and I did talk about this on Instagram, but, uh, I am like a good 15 plus hours in (laughs) to this and I'm about maybe 30% done. Oh, wow. Maybe. So I am using like the finest paintbrush I could find. Amazon has actually started marketing paint by number brushes to me, <laughs> which really just cracks me up. I feel like nothing is more on the head. Like they're like, we see you. Yeah. You want, you want these teeny yeah. tiny little brushes, don't we you? you? And we're going to call them paint by number brushes <laughs> as though that's the only thing you can use them for. But <laughs> I, so I've spent that much time and I am like going over every single section at least two times so that it has the saturation to the color and like consistency throughout each of the little teeny tiny spaces that I want it to have. And so I've just been like diligently working along on this thing, taking a lot of evenings and doing it. And so the other day, cause Shell order ended up ordering the exact same one as me and she ordered it and it came like four days after I had started. So on Monday, I, we were texting and I said, so how's your paint by number coming? And she said, I'm done. And I was like, what? wait a minute. What do you mean you're done? She was like, yeah, it took me five hours. I was like, five hours. Excuse me. I'm like three times that and nowhere near. And then she started saying how like she didn't follow all of the colors that they said you were supposed to use in the right places. And she added her own shading and she just wanted to kind of have like the messy look. And I was like, herein lies the difference in our personality. Yes, it so does. That's hilarious. It's just like so defining. Yeah. Because then I was headed over to her house and like, she didn't remember I was coming that day. And like, she wasn't sure what day it was. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. This is the two of us right here. And so she actually, as we've been talking, because she's got her own like business venture thing that she wants to do too. And I was talking with her about how I'm helping you with your business stuff. And she was like, maybe I need you to help me. She's like, I don't know if I know how to plan. It's like, well, let's look at our, our paint by numbers and you have all the vision and you're going to like take off with it on your own and add your own shading and change up your colors. And you can like create all of that, but I can tell you how to get there. Yeah. So, so true. I mean, yeah. and again, and I know I said this last week, but this is why we need community. Like we're, n- yeah. we're so much better together with those gifts shared alone. Yeah. Well, and I need the balance of her because it does remind me like, okay, it is a paint by number Mackenzie. (laughs) Like maybe you don't have to be quite as precise as you're being like, this is not a Picasso. You are not Monet. Like give it a rest a little bit, but I think she in general brings that like levity into my life and that like being able to just like, yeah, yeah. Enjoy things and 
not be so serious about everything. And, you know, it's like, I, I need that around me because I can tend to go so far the other direction. Yep. So, yep. I so agree and feel the same way. I it's, and often like beauty is not perfect. Beauty can be that rough edged. You're, you're not looking for perfection, but it's so easy to associate it that way. And to have that permission to just let it feed your soul without it being perfect or creating something that's not perfect. I think from a creating standpoint, it's harder to let go of personally. Like, but and I think probably at the end of the day, hers is going to look more natural <laughs> than mine is like mine will look like it was a pain by number. <laughs> like she very specifically put that color in that spot, you know, where <laughs> hers has more of a like free flowing vibe to it. And it, you know, it was just, it was a good lesson. Yeah. Is that going to change how I'm doing my paint by number? Probably not, but I do. It was just sort of like fun and funny to see like, wow, this is just, this is how different we are. Yeah. Yeah. And I love her all the more for it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I so agree. I'm really glad you shared that because it's cute and it's like, I think everybody can find themselves somewhere on that spectrum and we all can grow. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and when we are willing to look at it and not feel like competitive about it or, you know, like having comparison or it was just fun and funny to be like, oh my gosh, we are so different, you know, and like appreciate hers for what it is and how beautiful she made it and that she is able to just like get lost in it and do it and, you know, have it be that way and that she loves it. And like, I just, I love that. And that, that ability to be like mature in friendship, even in something as silly as this. Yeah. Oh, you said so much more than you probably anticipated saying. I think that was so (laughs) cool. Like, so cool. Like the statement about friendship. Yeah. It's freeing when we can just be ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Ladies, have you been struggling with some part of your hormonal life? You know, we all deal with things from PMS to premenopause to menopause to all kinds of things that happen in our bodies. Maybe you've got night sweats or vaginal dryness or something else that you could be dealing with, but you haven't found a good solution yet. Well, let me tell you about Bonafide. Bonafide was created to give women an alternative to effectively relieve the symptoms that accompany all these hormonal fluctuations within our bodies because every woman deserves relief without compromise. So they provide women with naturally powerful remedies to safely treat the natural symptoms that occur throughout our lives from PMS to menopause and everything else along the way in as natural a way as possible. Bonafide has created non-prescription solutions that treat women's health issues using ingredients from nature as often as they can to maximize effectiveness and relief. The ingredients in every Bonafide product are the result of thorough research, development, and clinical trials, resulting in every product being scientifically validated. And safety is their top priority. All products are made with safe yet powerful ingredients, completely free of hormones, which I think is so awesome, and without all the alarming side effects that come from normal drugs that you're going to get. Bonafide is endorsed by doctors. Their product has been recommended by over 8,300 doctors across the country, and over 333,000 women have been helped by Bonafide products. So if this sounds like a really good deal to you and you would like to try out some natural solutions for the symptoms that you are experiencing, then give Bonafide a try today. No hormones and no prescription required. Real relief without compromise. And to get 20% off your first purchase when you subscribe to any product, just go to hellobonafide.com and use the promo code LIVEWELL. That's hellobonafide.com and use the code LIVEWELL, that's L-I-V-E-W-E-L-L, for 20% off at checkout. For best prices and free shipping, go directly to the hellobonafide.com website. This is their best offer anywhere. So check it out and use the promo code LIVEWELL. You can also just click right on the link in our show notes. Okay, another place that I, I don't know if it's unexpected, but that I've been drawing inspiration from lately has been YouTube. And I know YouTube has a lot of annoying stuff on it. 
because my kids watch a lot of it, <laughs> but, um, I, I am really appreciative of like the good content creators out there. And there's a lot of them and it's a space that I have been wanting to move more into for a long time. I've been talking more about it and I'm trying to like really get a grasp on that and like, okay, what do I have to do to get there? And what do I want it to look like? And so part of that is like, watching YouTube videos so you can see what you like and what you don't like. And, and I've been watching from a lot of different, um, niches and genres and like all kinds of different things to kind of see the vibes that I like and whatnot. And I've landed on a few people from really sort of random different areas that I'm really enjoying lately. And a lot of it came out of, well, first I had that dream you guys have heard me talk about it, but where I moved to New York and starred in Wicked in my dream. And it was fabulous. And <laughs> literally all my dreams come true. But I I was like, well, why not? I don't think we talked about this last on the last podcast. <laughs> Tell me if I did. I was like, why not just like start looking up like, well, how much does it cost to live in New York? Like, what is that like? What should I know? If I'm, if I decide I'm just going to like, you know, vacation there for a week, what should I know? Or let's say I wanted to go there and get an Airbnb for a month. Like what, what should I know? And that's no time soon, but I'm, you know, I'm thinking down the line. Okay. When kids are a little older, if I was able to do that, what, what should I know? And so I started looking up YouTube videos from people along with looking at Airbnbs and Zillow (laughs) rental prices. (laughs) So now the funny thing is though, I didn't even mean to give myself alerts, but along with like local rental alerts that my Zillow sends me, it's also sending me <laughs> alerts from New York. Like, oh my gosh. That's funny. Yeah. But, uh, and they're not as drastically different from our prices as I would hope they would be, which is also concerning. Like if I'm going to spend that on the South Hill in Spokane, Washington, yeah. Why don't I just move to New York city? Um, but I, so I found a couple of gals, especially who like this one gal, she did this video where she went and lived in New York for a month. She had been from LA and she went out there and got an Airbnb and she takes you through like what she spent money on, how much it actually cost to live there, what she did with her time, like how she structured her day, how she got around to places, the, you know, transportation that she utilized, like all these things that you maybe wouldn't necessarily think about. And she did a really good job. She interviewed people who were living there. And so that kind of sucked me into her channel. And then once I got in there, she's, you know, she travels and she does all of these things. And you could tell YouTube is her job. And then I really liked the way she was editing and stuff. And so I was like, well, where did she start? And I tracked back and, oh, well, she started YouTube as a high schooler showing people like how she curled her hair. (laughs) It's like, wow. Wow. Look how far you could come. This is like become your career. And so it's kind of cool to see like where she's at and what she's learned and that she's really kind of like, you know, figured this out from the ground up from a young age and she's doing a really good job with it. And so her name is Shelby church. I don't know if I said that, but I really am enjoying her channel. And then another gal that I found, her name is Sarah Funk and she is all about New York city. She's lived there for quite a while. She has a baby daughter, her and her husband, their daughter live in an apartment in New York. And she actually has like a travel agency where she just focuses on New York. So she does tours of New York. She does like a critically acclaimed food tour of New York. And anytime there's like new things coming or new events or new things that they build in New York, like she has videos about all these different things about being in New York city. Like if you were to move there, what borough would you want to live in? And even just like within Manhattan, what are all of the different neighborhoods like, and all that kind of stuff that you just would not know from the outside coming in. And so it's been really fun to just see all of her different content and these crazy things that they are putting in, in New York that we would never think about, I don't think in like the Pacific Northwest, like they're putting this pool in the Hudson river that the water flows through 
the sides of this pool that's in the river and it's actually meant to help purify the river water. So once it gets into the pool, it's gone through this purification process to get into the pool and then it comes out the other side. So it's like they are trying to clean up the river and they thought, well, let's make a pool out of it. Like it's just this crazy stuff that they have there, you know? Yeah. So it's just fun to watch and hear about all the different things. And then there's a gal who's one of my favorite makeup people and her name is Tati and she did live in Seattle. And just like a couple of weeks ago, she moved to Dallas with her husband and they bought a house down there and they're renovating it. And she's putting in her new YouTube studio so that she can do all of her makeup videos. I think she's also known as glam life guru and she just does a really good job. She's got amazing makeup and she reviews a bunch of different kinds of makeup. And so that's really fun. And then, okay. One last one. I swear you guys, I'm not going to bore you all day with my, my YouTube obsession, but I have been debating over whether an iPad is the way to go or a new laptop. I'm still a little ways out from being able to do this, but it's going to need to happen at some point here. It's been needing to happen for like two years. Yes, I know. And when I talked to the people like a year and a half ago, I was sure that I could not even consider an iPad. Like, that wasn't going to cut it. It wasn't going to do what I needed it to do. But the way iPads have now upgraded and changed and all they're able to do, I'm actually kind of sitting back and going, well, wait a minute. (laughs) That iPad is better by far than the computer that I currently have. And can it do what I need it to do and not have a fan that's going to like interrupt my recording sessions and whatnot? So I've been doing a lot of YouTube research about iPads and whether that is like a reasonable thing or if I would just end up being frustrated with it. So one of the channels that I've found during that research, though, is K Digital Studio. And she talks all about iPads, how she uses them in her work. And then she also does a lot of like digital planning and she creates digital planners for the iPad, which of course that just sends me down a rabbit hole of like, oh, look what she's doing. And that's so pretty. And (laughs) look at that. And it's planning related. And so that's been kind of fun too. She's got like the tech side of it, but also like the fun, pretty planning side of it. And so I've been having a lot of fun watching her videos. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like you are allowing yourself to dream a little bit and pursue yeah. some kind of fun interests. And like, I think that's a healthy thing. Yeah, I think it is too. I feel like these last couple of years in my business, especially with the pandemic and like having the kids home so much and all of this stuff, it definitely turned everything that I was doing on its head. And it made a lot of it feel like, what am I doing? (laughs) Why am I doing this? And what should this even look like? And so lately I've been doing more, like I've been going to more webinars online that are talking about different aspects of business and defining your business and how to market things and, and what you even want to talk about and how to talk about it. And I think it's like slowly, slowly coming together and helping me to kind of figure it out because the podcast has been like a well-oiled machine for a lot of years now, but it's the like telling people about it part that I struggle with for some reason. And then like wanting to adapt that content into other places. And so it's been really good for me to kind of like, like Shauna was saying in that book, put myself in the way of inspiration, put myself in the way of other creators and what they're doing and how they're doing it and kind of trying to glean from that and then have my own thing develop out of it just feels refreshing. Yeah. Well, you're putting yourself in the way of inspiration and you're allowing yourself to be curious. And I think those are just really beneficial habits. Yeah. I think so too. I think that they've also been like stress relieving habits in the middle of a lot of stress that's been happening. And so that's been a huge benefit too. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a win-win. Yeah. 
skincare. You guys hear me talk about it all the time. It's a big deal to me and I'm always trying products to try to find the best thing for my skin and the things that are going to be the most effective and have the most long lasting impact on my overall skin health and the way that I look. Honestly, I want to stay looking young as long as I can. And that is why I have really been loving Murad. Founded by Dr. Howard Murad, MD, Murad Skincare is a line of clinically proven cruelty-free products that meet the meticulous standards for safety, efficacy, and care you'd expect from a doctor. Murad is known for their line of acne products, but also their high-performance heroes like Rapid Dark Spot Correcting Serum and their gentle but effective Retinol Youth Renewal Serum. I've been using this whole line and absolutely loving it. Dr. Murad is a board-certified dermatologist and trained pharmacist who is recognized around the world as a visionary for his unmatched scientific innovations. Also, as an authority in holistic wellness and stress management, can I get an amen for infusing these things into skincare? Dr. Murad was the first dermatologist to make the connection between mind, body, health, and skincare. Dr. Murad has always said skincare is healthcare. And as a true reflection of Dr. Murad's philosophy and lifelong mission to help his patients and consumers live happier, healthier lives, Murad has launched a digital magazine and podcast called Well Connected by Murad, connecting the dots between science and wellness. There are stories on the skin, the body, the mind with headlines like love yourself and stay hydrated or frozen cucumber and driving gloves, seven Korean mom skincare tips. Plus their first season of the podcast includes guest appearances from people like Charlotte Zoller and Dr. Manib Shah. Murad's efficacious skincare products can be found at Sephora, Ulta, and Murad.com and you can find their digital magazine at wellconnected.murad.com and the podcast, Well Connected by Murad, wherever you listen to podcasts. And as a special treat for my listeners, Murad is offering 20% off on their website, murad.com, when you use the code LIVEWELL at checkout. You can also get free shipping on any order over $60. Again, if you go to murad.com and use the code LIVEWELL, you can get 20% off and free shipping on any order over $60. I think you're going to love Murad. They've got so many different things to offer for your skin, so be sure to go check them out and listen to their podcast to wrap everything together about your health, wellness, and skincare. Okay, reading. Should we move there? Sure. What have you been reading lately, Katie? Well, I just finished on vacation a book called um, A Man Called Ove, which I guess it's actually Ove. Yeah. It's Swedish. Um, and, and isn't it, Tom Hanks playing him in the movie? There's a movie? I think so. I could oh, be wrong, but I'm fairly certain. That's cool. I'm going to Google while you talk. Okay. <laughs> this is one of the best books I've read in the last couple of years that I can recall. It is excellent. It is absolutely um, predictable, but that shouldn't be off-putting. You know where this is going to go, but it takes you on a journey anyway, and you leave so satisfied. Like, I just enjoyed this book so thoroughly. It's well-written. Um, it introduces you to a character that you fall in love with, but you would never normally identify with in any way. Any of us listening, I can say that with confidence because he's a 59-year-old curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to typically identify with him unless it, it sounds like your dad or your grandpa or someone you love. Um, but I just got so much out of this. I, I just thought it was so well-written and clever and, um, funny, so funny. And also, you know, it just pulled out so many emotions all throughout the book and I just loved it. Well, I, yes, I have, I have it, but I have not read it yet. So I am so excited. And I do think I'm having trouble finding it. There was a movie that came out in 2015 so the movie that I, I, cause Jack was telling me there was a movie, but we thought it was in Swedish. We didn't think it was adapted or. Yeah. It says there's a remake in the works and I think okay. they're calling it a man called Otto. Oh, okay. Probably to make it more American, but okay. yes, it's supposed to come out this year. Oh my goodness. That's so fun. So what I did is when I finished it, cause I read it on my Kindle, I immediately ordered it from Amazon just as a paperback Aww. and I signed it to my junior to read. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's completed everything I had for him in, um, 
in literature. And I was like, yep, we're doing this because this character is probably a one or a five. Oh, okay. And this son is a one. And I just think it's helpful to have like perspective on that personality. And th- there's just a lot to talk about there. Yeah. And, um, I think especially with ones, they're so internal and fives. You know, they do a lot yep. in their head. I think it's helpful to have um, something in common that can pull out conversation and depth and something neutral, you know, this yeah. is a statement about his personality. This is just, let's talk about this. Do you identify? Do you not? Do you think he made some choices you wouldn't make? Or like, there's just a whole lot here. And it's the kind of book you want to talk about. Yeah, that's fun. I need to read it because I'm like 99% certain that I have it. I think I bought it during Modern Mrs. Darcy sale. Sure. <laughs> no surprise there. Um, but I think it's also important for, I mean, any personality type, but probably especially those to get like an outside perspective on yeah. what their type is like. So if they yeah. can see somebody else acting that out, I think that's really helpful. Well, and in a very humorous way, because he's so set in his ways. And like I said, he's a curmudgeon and, um, like he's the kind of man that kicks things three times to make sure they're solid. Like you just (laughs) get this, you get this vision of him that is, you get him, you see him, you know, somebody like him, but then you become charmed by him and his inner workings and why he is the way he is in a way that I wouldn't, I think, Mm especially because that personality can be so internal. Yeah. Don't always know, but so to have the inner monologue was was fascinating. And I just really enjoyed it. That's fun. Sat in my Kindle for a while. Yeah. Um, I I, I heard it recommended, but I, I think because it was written by a man, maybe I don't always read male. Yeah. It just, something about it didn't seem relatable. It's a male author. It's a man called O or Ove or like yeah. nothing about that is going to like draw me in necessarily, but it's worth it. Go there, let yourself read it and enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, I do have it. I don't have any excuses other than the fact that I'm in this place in my reading life where there are like so many things I'm eager to read right yeah. now. And I like don't have the time to do it all. Like I want to do them all right now. <laughs> and that's yeah. really frustrating, but I, I'm adding it to the list of like sooner rather than later, especially yeah. since the movie's coming out. I know I want to read it before I see the movie. Oh, that's a fun thing to tell Jack because I think once he finishes it and even like, I've just, I've kind of assigned him like, we'll read, read three chapters. And, um, a couple of days ago, he's like, I read five, sorry. And I was no, like, oh, yeah. that's okay. Please apologize for that. <laughs> I was like, that's exactly what I want. And he's like, this is a good book. I was like, oh, so yeah. And I just, I think, um, it's easy to overlook, but. Okay. Well, sorry. I will, I will move it up on okay. my list for sure. Right now I'm stuck because, <sighs> okay. I started beginner's luck. Oh, from okay. the Kate Claiborne cool. series. Yeah. I read that one, which I really enjoyed more than I thought I was going to. And I ended up really liking it. And I wanted to move on to the next two books, which I have, but that dang Kindle challenge <laughs> has sabotaged my reading life. And so they are having a challenge from April through June. And Along with like how many days you read and how many books you finish, they are also challenging you to read certain types of books. And so I, you have to kind of like pick from these lists, books that you're going to read. And I don't want to get really close to the end and not have finished it because I want all the awards. Okay. (laughs) So that has shaped my reading life in a little bit of a way, although I might cheat. So I know I'm a terrible person, but one of the book, one of the awards you can get is for reading a nonfiction book. And I'm really enjoying Creativity Inc., but it's taking me a long time to read because it's long and in-depth and it's so interesting, but I think I would rather finish it on audio. So I think I'm going to listen to the audio book that I can get from the library. And then I'm just going to click through that whole book on my Kindle. So that it will register that I have read it. 
No, so. I just don't think that's cheating. I'm just okay. going to throw that out there as um, if you need some incentive. That is not cheating because the information has been consumed. And- well, and normally I would completely agree with you. I think that listening to a book completely counts as having read the book. However, this is a Kindle challenge where you're supposed to read it on your Kindle. So if it was just like on my Goodreads, like, yeah, I would count it all day long, but I have to make it count in my Kindle <laughs> so that I get the award. So I, I will be doing that. And you've announced it. Everybody knows. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm cheating, but I doubt Amazon is listening. So yeah. Hopefully I think that I'm, absolves you of any yes. guilt. It's out there. You've announced it. Yes. Yeah. And I bought the book from Amazon. So what do you really have to complain about? And people kept saying to me, I can't get in on these Kindle challenges. For some reason, it won't let me. And we still haven't really identified why they give the Kindle challenge to some people and not to others. But I do fear that they've given it to me because they've seen how large my to be read library is. Uh huh. And they're like, well, this chick buys a lot of books. <laughs> yeah. Let's help her. Yeah. <laughs> so I am working on that and I have achieved a few of my awards so far and it's very well designed this time. And they have it like where it works in the app and they, they did definitely take a few steps up from the last time that they had a Kindle challenge. So it is fun and it is making me like dive into reading things that maybe I wouldn't necessarily read or maybe just wouldn't read right now, but, um, it is, yeah, I'm also reading because of that, the Paris library, which I had on my list, but probably wasn't going to dive right into. I just read the book, last bookshop in London, which I really enjoyed. And this is a very different vibe from that, but also World War II through the lens of books, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, so it, it's good. I'm like 30% in and I'm not just like, oh, I love this book, but it is like, it does captivate you, especially because they go back and forth from like the World War II era time to the 1980s in Montana mm-hmm. and where the woman has lived for quite a while. So you see her in France during World War II, but you don't know how she ended up in Montana. Okay. And so you, you get these little glimpses of like, oh, this person she's with right now doesn't stay in her life. And, you know, like those kinds of things, but you don't know how you got there. So that part of it is intriguing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, How do we want to circle back to beginner's luck? Or do we just want to, you read it, you recommended it. Do we need to address that after I've read the next two? I will say, no, I won't say. I think we should wait. Okay. Yeah, I think we should wait. And um, because my whole thing with recommending it is really that I thought it's an, it's an interesting look because they're all romances, but it's an interesting look at women's friendships. And yes. that's what I'd rather talk about. Yeah. So in that way, all, you've been introduced to the three friends and the women, but you're going to get a lot more about them through the next two books. But offhand, what would you say about like Kit and Ben? Was that the first yes. one? Yes. Okay. Um, and then the friends are Zoe and Greer. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, do you have thoughts at this juncture? I mean, I really enjoyed the character, some of the character development things throughout the book. I enjoyed that she kind of like knew what she wanted and stood by that and wasn't going to be swayed. And I don't know who one of the friends is going to end up with yet but the other one I can very much tell yeah and you're and you're right (laughs) yeah I'm sure Mm -hmm. but I yeah I'm curious to see it now from these other friends perspective because they were definitely in the book but they weren't central you know how important they are to her yeah 
but it wasn't overwhelmingly about them. So I am interested as we keep moving, which out of the three books was your favorite? The first one. Okay. Well, that's mm-hmm. disappointing. <laughs> yeah. It, it's probably because I would relate to Kit the most. Yeah. True. So that, that is probably why that was my favorite. I enjoyed all three, but I would say the first one I enjoyed the most. Which everything about her felt very foreign to me. So I could, yeah, I could see that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I couldn't identify with her background, but I could identify with her passion in science and yeah. um, understand, you know, the, uh, that I could all kind of, her cerebral approach to romance, I could kind of, yes. get, so yeah. Yeah. Which is very different than I, I am not like, keep me away from microscopes or anything yeah. involving math. Yeah. So. Well, in that way, I think you will like probably the second one. Okay. Well, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Mm -hmm. All right, ladies, you might remember that I have recently had a couple of episodes where I've had on people from Color Guru, everyone from Jeannie Stith, who is the head color guru who founded the company, to Ali Smuts, who is their hair wonder extraordinaire. She's been a hairstylist for years now, and she is brilliant about being able to figure out what color is going to look best on your hair and giving you exact formulas and telling you what haircuts will work well. I have especially lately been loving having my color cards for everything from shopping for spring clothes to going and getting new makeup. I love just having this little thing in my back pocket that reminds me, oh yeah, these colors that I may not even have thought of are going to work well for me, or maybe I should avoid those. They're going to wash me out. It has been been so enlightening to see what really works for me and they did such a brilliant job. When you sign up with the Color Guru, they give you a consultation where you send in pictures and they actually figure out what colors, what tones, how deep colors should be, what metals work best on you, all of these different things beyond just your warm or your cool. They go so in-depth and I found it so beneficial and I think that you will too. If you have ever felt washed out in your clothes or unsure sure of what colors you should be wearing or what makeup you should be buying. This just takes all of the guesswork out of that. You too can go get one of these consultations by going to yourcolorguru.com and using the code LIVEWELL at checkout for 10% off. I have thought for so long that it is essential for us to know our colors. It really does make all the difference when we are making those shopping decisions, and it makes a difference in how we feel in our clothes and our style. So head over to yourcolorguru.com and use the code LIVEWELL for 10% off at checkout so you can take all the guesswork out of your shopping from now on on too and feel more confident in your makeup and clothes than ever. Have you read anything else lately? Gosh, I have, but there's not much to talk about. Um, let me just look at my Kindle. <laughs> um, I am reading, I guess I haven't learned that yet by Shannon Nyquist. Yes. I am enjoying very much. And actually I have this quote from her book. Self-compassion is letting yourself off the hook, letting yourself be human and flawed and also amazing. It's giving yourself credit for showing up instead of beating yourself up for taking so long to get there. Yeah. And I just love that. Like I like um, her writing her books. I feel like as I look back at my own like Christian walk, there's been a Shauna Nequist book for every kind of big season. Mm. And you sort of sit with those essays and themes and they are defined. Yeah. So it was really cool to know that she had another book coming out and not even knowing what it's going to be about, but knowing it's going to have an impact and then finding like, oh, it's kind of right in line with where I feel like I am. Yes. So it, I just really appreciate that about her writing and her timing and yeah, everything down to her unexpected hot flashes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I related to that one now that I didn't expect uh, to have to relate to it. Yeah. yeah unfortunately, you yeah. did. Um, I'm now reading the second Frederick Backman. That's, he wrote A Man Called Ove. And I'm reading Anxious People and completely different. So I'm sort of impressed with his ability to like, he's not, um, it's, it's not character driven. It's, it's interesting. It's a complete departure. Hmm. So I appreciate that, that he's not formulaic really at all. Yeah. 
um, I'm enjoying it. And then I have some really boring reading, like mastering <laughs> QuickBooks and <laughs> and small business stuff. So that we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> Why aren't you just fun. watching YouTube videos? <laughs> <laughs> because I am. I have to read it. Ah. I have to read it to take it in. Um, if I I'm not auditory, I can't listen, and and it means anything. I've got to yeah. got to read it. So. Oh, that is painful time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that kind of stuff. That's, that's rough. Yeah. So that's really cutting into my fun reading. Yeah. (laughs) Yuck. I'm trying to stray from any of that. Yeah. (laughs) Although, so, okay. The one other book that I'm going to talk about, I had, okay. Life at the Dakota. Now, do you get modern Mrs. Darcy's email list with all the I for don't. sale. Okay. I well, this, listen to her podcast sometimes and she goes over ones, but I do not get the emails and the Yeah, the emails are trouble. But this book had come up time and time and time again. Whenever it's on sale, it's on there. And so I looked and on my Kindle I actually bought it four years ago. Like, <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. Still hadn't read it. So I was like, okay, I'm finally going to read it. But I ended up just listening to the audiobook. I thought it would be really interesting because it's about the Dakota apartment building in New York that's on the Upper West Side, right by Central Park. It's where John Lennon lived. It's where he got killed outside of the apartment building. It's got all of this crazy history that goes along with it. And so I thought, okay, well, that could be really interesting. It's got like rave reviews. It was a bestseller. Um, So I started listening (laughs) And then I got about three chapters in and the man refers to John Lennon in the present tense as though he still lived in the apartment building. <laughs> I was like, um, hold on just a minute. When was this book published? So I looked into it deeper and it was re-released in 2015, but it was originally published in 1979. <laughs> Oh, a classic yes yes and so you know we're we're missing a good 40 years of history in the book especially because the year after it was published was when John Lennon died um but it in some ways it was like okay it's interesting to look at the history of this building which was built in like the 1890s from all the way back in the 1970s because It wasn't that long before, (laughs) you know, like there were people as he's writing the book who were, had originally lived in the apartment. Like he was able to talk to these old people who had like been born there in the first years that it existed and had seen how much it had changed over time. So you get all these firsthand experiences that wouldn't be available now. And yeah. so in some ways it makes that early history part seem like it was probably more accurate because he really was able to like interview and talk to all these people. And, you know, it, the building was built by one of the guys who owned the singer singer sewing machine company. And so he goes into like the history of how that company got started. And so there was like a lot of offshoots about different things and different other companies and people who were impacted by this building and why they designed it the way that they did. And like all these interesting little facts of how things have changed hands and who's been in charge. And, and, you know, like when it was first built, it was built, you know, as kind of, because I'm going to get geek out and be weird about history now, but you know, like the Astors were basically in charge of New York at the time. And if you, weren't recognized by the Astors as being wealthy and having like old money, you were kind of a nobody, even if you were well-to-do. And so that's when people started moving up to the West side to be like, we're going to be artsy. We're new money. We're going to do our own thing. And so this building though, like when you think about the amenities and how that used to work living in one of these old apartment buildings, it's like they had meals available and they had in-house cleaning staff and they had, you know, like so many people that worked there. It was like one staff member, 
to every six patrons who lived there or something. Like they had so many people who worked in the building to like make everything operate and do everything at your beck and call. And it was just such a different time in the way things operated. And so it was really interesting to listen to. I will say there were definitely things though, that I was like, oh, this was written in 1979. Like things that are not politically correct now, ways of talking about race. Um, A lot of that kind of thing was like kind of jarring because the way that he was saying it was very much like it wasn't a big deal the way they were saying the things they were saying but it was very much something that would stop anyone in their tracks today Mm. and so it was like oh wow okay yes that was reality and even in the 70s it was still a pretty new thing to be thinking about incorporating different races into the same living space and things like that. So you definitely have to like have those lenses on of like, this was written in 1979, (laughs) but it was interesting. So yeah, it sounds interesting. I mean, it always is fun. I mean, that's what books do is you revisit times and cultures and you immerse yourself a little bit and it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And just to like, I love like having random trivia things that I know and now I know random facts about like why apartments aren't called flats in the United States and you know just like random weird things like that well well because they at the time it was not considered to be high class to have the upper floors of the apartment Okay. Like it is now, like the higher you are, the more expensive the apartment is. And so they were the lower floors, which would originally like in Paris and London be called flats, but they didn't want it to have this connotation of being like dirty or underclass. And sometimes those lower apartments ended up like getting a lot more soot from the railways and everything that were happening. So they had to like change up the image of them and change up the name. And they felt like flat sounded like it was lower class. So they called them apartments instead. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's why it caught on. Cool. Yeah. So, which also speaking of which, have you seen that there's that trivia game on Netflix? No. Okay. It's, there's a game you can get for your phone called Trivia Crack, which I used to have a couple of friends that I played with, but they got annoyed with me because I kept beating them. (laughs) So (laughs) we, as a family, they have this TV show where it's interactive. You use the remote to choose the answer and they only give you a certain amount of time to answer the questions. And each episode has a different theme. So they have like a movie one and a sports history one and an art one. And you have to get through all of the questions and then it like, it's sort of like a video game, but not entirely. And so I played it with both our family and Nick's family. And it was very difficult for me to not just yell out the answers. (laughs) (laughs) but I will say that we did we were very successful because right before they would pick the wrong thing I'd be like please just don't pick that pick this thing this is what the answer is (laughs) and so yes we won against the Netflix nice (laughs) yes it was very fun though so if you guys are looking for something to do as a family and what is it called it oh I don't it's called trivia crack is what the um, okay. Is what the app is called, but it's something different on Netflix, but it's along those lines. I'm sure if you just search trivia, it would come up. Okay. But it's, yeah, it's like kind of cartoony and stuff, but it was super fun. Trivia quest. That's what it's called. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Then talking about my ridiculous competitive behavior. I don't even remember when we started recording this. <laughs> I probably should have kept track. I don't know. Um, I know. I had a couple of other things that I was going to mention, but I don't even know if we have time. 
Did you have anything else you were going to talk about? <laughs> I mean, nail polish, perfumes. I like was going to talk about nail polish. So maybe so we should just hit on that real quickly. Okay. I am loving the milky pink shades right now. Okay. And my favorite is by Butter, Butter London. And what was it called again? Well, the brand is Butter. Well, London. yeah, but the shade? Sandy Bum. Oh, well, there you go. There, I just said it, Sandy Bum. But I love this color. Um, it's so great for spring. And um, I put on four coats, which is a lot, but you have to, when it's that light, you know, you kind of have to go thick. Yeah. But what I really appreciate about the butter brand is that it doesn't peel quickly and it gives you like a hard as glass kind of a. Oh, nice. Thing. So when you have to add a lot, it almost feels like gel nails. You know how that you mm. can yeah. um, glo- glossier, glassier kind of top coat. That's how it feels. So nice. I'm loving that right now. Oh, I like that. Okay. My current favorite nail polish that I keep turning back to because I don't have time for nail polish to dry a lot of the time. I actually took the time to paint them with regular polish the other day. And then it chipped way faster than I wanted it to. And I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah. I should have just done the SE Expressy to begin with because yeah. it lasts just as long, but it dries 10 times as fast. So my spring color that I've been wearing a lot has been skate with destiny. Yes. And it's like SK eight. And it's sort of this like bright periwinkle color. And it's just been a fun little pop on my nails, but still light. And it feels very springy. Yeah. So I've been liking that one. Yeah. And I, it looks good on you with your skin tone. Oh, thank you. Very springy. It did actually fit in. I looked and, you know, I did that coloring, color matching thing with color guru. Yeah. Um, and it, that color, I bought it without even thinking about it, but it is on my card of colors that work well with my skin tone. Yeah. Yep. Like almost exactly. So I was like, well, look at that. That's (laughs) perfect. Yeah. Okay. One other thing that I want to mention that is a favorite. And I feel like it's tried and true at this point because I've been using it for four months and it, I really do think it's the best one I've tried, at least for my hair, and it makes the biggest difference is a dry shampoo. And it is the dry bar detox dry shampoo. Okay. And it, I don't know, I've done living proof and it's fine. I like the smell of the dry bar one a little bit more. It's a little less floral and a little more powdery smelling, Mm -hmm. I think. And for some reason with my hair, I get a lot more like time out of not washing when I use this particular dry shampoo. I don't even have to use it every day. Whereas a lot of times I feel like I do with the living proof one, but I can get like a couple days in and then use it and skip a day and use it again and get like more, a lot more time out of it. I think it like brushes through my hair nicely. It doesn't leave me feeling like super gunky with it in there. And I really like it. Yeah. I got it for Christmas. They give, they have like a a bigger bottle that you can get of it too, which is nice because it lasts quite a while. A little goes a long way and I really like it. Well, all right. Yeah. I'm always looking for a good dry shampoo. Yeah. I want to go as long as I can possibly go. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes like my hair gets used to one and it no longer works. Like I've got- Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I really like this one. Okay. I've been pretty stuck on living proof. I really like that one. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm always open for a good one. Yeah. Give it a whirl. See what you think. Okay. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there and I'll see you back in probably a month. You don't know this yet. We haven't talked about it, but I want to have you on for a summer episode. (laughs) So buckle up and prepare for that. (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Bye. 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 
All right, ladies, that's it for this week's episode. As always, you can find the show notes by going to MackenzieCoppa.com and clicking on podcast, or you can just swipe up in whatever app you are listening to the podcast and be able to find all of the links to anything we talked about, to all of our sponsors, and all of that kind of good stuff. You can also find the link there to my Amazon shop, which you can also find by going to MackenzieCoppa.com slash Amazon. It will take you right to all of my favorites lists, so everything from skincare to makeup to relaxation and sleep and all kinds of different things you can find by going there if you ever have questions about things that I have mentioned before but you can also use that link to just shop for whatever the heck it is you want to buy on Amazon and it will help kick a little bit of credit back this way without costing you a penny more and it just helps to keep the lights on around here and I'm so appreciative of that another way that you can support the show but also get some fun extra content is by heading over to patreon.com slash live well together. We have a whole bunch of different levels of ways that you can get involved. Everything from the $5 level where you can get in on the daily lives that I do and the weekly rundown to a little bit higher levels that have everything like the mini cast and a downloadable planner and some different things like that. It's a really good time over there. We would love to have you come and join us. So head over to patreon.com slash live well together. All right. That's it for this week, ladies. Next week, I will be back with a very fun episode that I could not wait to record with Kendra Adachi about her new book, The Lazy Genius Kitchen, which is brilliant and wonderful, and it comes out next week. So if you haven't pre-ordered that, be sure that you do. And Kendra and I get to chat all about it, and you get to listen in next week's episode. So until then, go be bold and gracious. (laughs) 